suggesting improving um, domestic and um, particularly service side of the economy. Um, so you need to be domestic, not um, export-driven side of the economy. Um, the um, market is absolutely desperate for uh, for yields, so uh, you want something with a decent uh, uh, dividend yield. And um, the market's very concerned at the moment about um, recession, so you want something like uh, Minvol, um, or certainly stocks that are uh, that are defensive. So it's important to look at companies that have given you give you good dividend yields, give you uh, good long term growth in those dividends, and they don't cut it in um, in tough times. And obviously, some of the areas that are, have historically been good for that are pharma and uh, and telco. Nick, thanks very much indeed for those recommendations and suggestions. That's Nick Smith, Japan strategist at CLSA in Tokyo. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And in Tokyo, the Nikkei 225 right now is up 1.1%. Not so in Australia, where the SX200 is down 0.1%. Uh, the Cosby is up one and a quarter percent Looks like the Hang Seng is going to add about 260 points at the Open later on this morning. And I'll be back tomorrow morning at the same time with more Money Talk. Stay tuned after the news on Radio 3 Back Chats with Jim Gould and James Ockenden. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy. few showers, isolated thunderstorms, going to be around 31 degrees. Occasional showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days. The weather is going to improve and it's going to be hot in the latter part of this week. Uh, temperature right now, 29 degrees, 81% relative humidity. Coming up to 8.32, here's Andy Shrosky with the half-hour news. Thank you, Peter. Police in the United States say they have taken a suspect into custody following a shooting at an Independence Day parade in a Chicago suburb. They said he was being held after a brief chase. Officers early identified a 22-year-old male as a person of interest. At least six people were killed and more than 20 injured when the gunman opened fire from a rooftop in Highland Park. Nancy Rotering is the city's mayor. Our community was terrorized by an act of violence that has shaken us to our core. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims during this devastating time. On a day that we came together to celebrate community and freedom, we're instead mourning the loss, the tragic loss of life and struggling with the terror that was brought upon us. An engineer says it could be difficult to find the real reason why an engineering vessel broke in two during a typhoon at the weekend. Four of the crew have been rescued and 12 bodies recovered, while another 14 sailors are still missing. Engineer Louis Cito says salvaging the broken vessel from waters southwest of Hong Kong could be challenging, given that part of it sunk in the middle of a wind farm and surrounded by wind turbines. Mr. Sito, the previous chairman of the Hong Kong Institution of Engineers, Mechanical, Marine, Naval, Architecture and Chemical Division, told RTHK it was disappointing a decision was made for the vessel to remain at sea during an approaching typhoon. This is good because the vessel is still sunk at a shallow water area. Somehow, it depends on the Marine Department of China, how they prepare to do this vessel. If the vessel put in the sea for a long time, it's very difficult to find what's the reason behind. Because the current, the water, as well as the mud, they'll be sometimes shaking off those incident points where it is very difficult for us to identify what is the reason behind. Ukraine's Prime Minister Denis Shymyl 
has said the reconstruction of his country will cost at least three quarters of a trillion dollars. He was addressing an international conference in Switzerland. Mr. Shimal said the confiscated assets of Russian oligarchs and politicians should be used to fund this. We believe that the key source of recovery must be the confiscated assets of Russia and of Russian oligarchs. The Russian authorities unleashed this bloody war. They caused this massive destruction and they must be held accountable for it. Frozen Russian assets, according to various estimates, amount to between $300 billion up to $500 billion. Some countries have already initiated processes not just to freeze, but also to confiscate these assets. The news from RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Jim Gould and your co-host today is Ada Wong. Good morning, Ada. Good morning, Jim. On today's programme, we're talking about plastic pollution and a planned increase in the plastic bag levy. The Legislative Council is due to consider a proposal today to raise the charge for plastic shopping bags in supermarkets and some other stores from 50 cents to $1. But campaigners say that's not enough. The environmental group Greeners Action conducted a survey which found that more than 75% of respondents believed that consumers would only start using fewer bags if the levy was raised to at least $2, while only 21% would reduce their use if the charge was set at $1. Why do Hong Kong citizens still use too many plastic bags? Are they too convenient or too cheap? And what impact would a $2 charge have on the underprivileged? After 9.15, the Hong Kong Palace Museum has finally opened its doors. We'll talk to a prominent artist and architect and board member of the museum. Get in touch. Leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 233 Joining us now on the line, we have uh, Ivy Chan, Assistant Public Affairs Manager at Greener's Action, and also Edwin Lau, founder and executive director of the Green Earth. Um, good morning to you. Perhaps um, Ivy Chan first. Uh, good morning. Good morning to everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. Could you just uh, remind us again of the main findings of your survey? Okay. Um, our survey, um, including two parts, offline and online. Offline that we... Um, visit um, supermarket over 50 supermarket um, to observe those uh, consumers to use uh, plastic bags and also for the online we interview uh, more than uh, 800 people um, to ask them um, the habits to using the plastic bags and also what their views on raising the plastic bag levies so we found that um, um, more more than half people will use at least one plastic bag when they are visiting a supermarket for sh shopping. But uh, we found, we asked the people why, why you use the um, uh, plastic bag. Main three findings that um, they, because they don't have, bring their own um, shopping bags. They don't bring their own shopping bags. And second, that is because they um, uh, consume or they buy more items than they expected. And the third reason is, um, 
because the um, staff of the supermarket provide the plastic bag to the consumer actively. So that is the main three reasons why the people using more plastic bags than we expected. Because the um, policy, the plastic bag living scheme, proposed to um, encourage people to bring their own uh, shopping bag when they go shopping. Yeah. But it seems that uh, over the decade that it, the policy is failure. It, it cannot achieve um, the policy purpose for that. And for people who think that uh, because um, the living is so cheap, it's only tidy, tidy. Um, maybe just only uh, 10% people will think that this is um, the reason they use the plastic bags. The, the the fifty cent levy was first introduced. Uh, uh, how long? Uh, just remind me. About thirteen years ago now. In twenty o nine, right? Mm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was quite successful, was it not? Uh, I think that um, it, from the very beginning, maybe um, just few years, that it's a little bit effective because the the amount of using plastic bag is uh, um, decreased. But um, since uh, two thousand eighteen. It seems that the amount of the plastic that used is going to upwards. So it seems that we have to rethink about the policy, whether um, the levy is effective enough to encourage people to use their own shopping bags. Now, uh, uh, Ivy, I, I know that plastic bags uh, shouldn't mm-hmm. be used, but in the supermarket, there is also a lot of um, plastic containers, uh, mm. plastic film wrap. And everywhere there's plastic. Even if you buy a few oranges or apples, um, mm-hmm. it, it comes in in a container. How 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 do you see that? Uh, could that be eliminated as well? Of course, but, but that is another policy that we have to tackle about the uh, producer uh, responsibility scheme. But um, according to um, the regulation proposed by the government, um, right now those um, food which use the container, plastic container will be um, um, excluded from the um, um, uh, plastic bag levy. So it means that when people buy those food who have the container, so they can't have a free plastic bag as well. They have to pay the levy after the, the resolution passed. When you said that uh, you found that uh, some supermarkets were um, um, actively distributing uh, plastic bags, so can you, can you ex- explain a little bit more about that? I mean, were they were they sort of readily offering or inviting uh, customers if they wanted to use a plastic bag, or or ha- what was the situation? Okay, well, uh, according to my own observation during the survey, uh, I found that those staff who will bring the um, the plastic bags around the um, um, the machine, paying machine, payment machine, and then when people, when the customer to after the payment, um, the staff will give the plastic bag freely to the consumer, even though no ask them to to pay back for the um, fifty cents of levies, okay. and also some uh, customer will um, pay uh, finish the payment, um, they will also ask the staff to give them the plastic bag. So uh, I think that it seems that people get used to using the plastic bags very, very inconvenient way. Um, they even don't think that um, they have to pay for the, the levies. 
So uh, I think that um, it's time for the government to think about um, not only increase the levies, but also to think about the overall policy, whether we think we should ban all the plastic bags. In, in the long future. And, and okay. therefore, you are proposing $2 instead of, um, you know, the $1. Yes, of course. It, it is the same uh, as proposal um, proposed by the Council for Sustainable Development. They also have the um, report submitted to the government in April. They also uh, recommend to raise the levy from $1 to $2. But if we wonder that why the government just only proposed $1 instead of $2. It seems that um, we, we don't we don't think this is a very effective way to just um, raise one dollar at all. Okay, well, also with us is uh, Edwin Lau, founder and executive director of the Green Earth. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Jim, uh, Ada, and everyone. Yes. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, uh, obviously, the administration is committed to reducing the use of plastic and reducing the use of plastic bags. I mean, the, the, the plastic shopping bag... Um, charging scheme has been in effect, as we mentioned, since 2009. But um, would you would you agree with uh, with uh, the Greeners' action that the levy should be increased uh, by more than 50 cents? By uh, to um, I mean that would in- increase it to a dollar. But I mean, would, do you think two dollars would be re- realistic, or, or should it be more even? Now, um, the higher the uh, plastic bag levy. I mean, the higher the awareness of the customer who wants to, say, uh, get a bag from the supermarket or the retailers. And this is very uh, important that the this incentive for the customer that this is something that the government does not want the people to that use it so excessively. The, the, the situation in Hong Kong now is... We are not using it wisely, but quite excessively. That creates the environmental problem, plastic pollution of today. And besides the uh, higher levy that we support, and I think the government should really in, uh, uh, step up their uh, law enforcement. When I, I heard Ivy saying that the uh, supermarket staff actively <laughs> distributing the plastic bag to the customer and without a charge and this is illegal I mean per bag this is a levy that they should, the shop should charge the customer and even the customer asks for it, back for it they still need to pay for it and if this enforcement law enforcement is doing uh, properly and regularly then it will also deter the uh, uh, customer and, and the uh, retailers to kind of easily uh, handing out the uh, plastic bag without charging them and leave them, give them the disincentive that, well, we shouldn't uh, just uh, take the bag and we should bring our own uh, plastic, uh, our own shopping bag or our shopping trolley to the shops when we plan to do the shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things we can do, but raising the levy is one of the, uh, one of the measures among many besides the education for uh, retailer staff and also the customer is also important. I see the government is uh, is not doing this part uh, very uh, 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 effectively or, or regularly. 
Um, uh, Edwin, we are um, talking about plastic bags uh, and we are pinpointing supermarkets. But uh, if, if you look at a fast food shop uh, during lunch and, you know, people will buy their lunch, it always comes with a plastic bag. Now, this is exempted, right, because cooked food... Um, the uh, restaurant can um, can give you uh, a plastic bag for takeaway, mm-hmm. and is uh, there's no 50% charge. Is that an exemption that will be um, uh, you know gone in in the new legislation? Um, I think the I and I, I said I hope the legislature uh, need to carefully scrutinize all these uh, previous uh, exemption the current law uh, included. And uh, besides what you said, is in, in those uh, uh, not retailers, but those uh, uh, caterers and other areas. And whether those exemptions should be removed is something that they need to, uh, to discuss. And I think the more exemptions currently being uh, just uh, uh, get away, then they need to get a charge, even they take a bag. This is something that uh, the government and the legislature should seriously consider. Now, uh, those, they think, if they put all, if the items are not uh, fully wrapped, then they can uh, obtain a plastic bag uh, without a charge. To some extent, uh, it, is, uh, it is correct if the food is having a lot of uh, uh, Juice, and then if you don't have a bag, it will be uh, spilled spill off. Then this is somehow uh, okay. But if those food doesn't have any kind of juice, then they they, they are not really fully wrapped. Still, you don't. What what, what is that. the meaning of fully wrapped, Edwin? Uh, is it uh, I mean a regular rice box? Uh... No, a a regular rice box. That is uh, those uh, foam box. The government. Uh, consider that is not fully wrapped because if they are uh, 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 juice and things, uh, 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 food like then it will easily uh, get away from the box because it is not fully wrapped in in a factory that it is sealed. So this is to some extent uh, I I can understand, but there are different kind of food that without the food, then even it is not fully sealed the box then you don't need an extra bag to prevent any uh, uh, food to spill off. Then the government should really look into these details and not just a broad brushing that, oh, if it's uh, not uh, fully uh, sealed uh, container, then we can apply the exemption. I think this is too, I mean, too rough. And then this extra exemption would create the uh, excessive use and disposal of the many Okay, uh, we have a caller on the line, Isabel. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, please go ahead. Um, I'm being a snitch and yeah. telling on welcome supermarkets. Yeah. Oh, right. long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I shop at welcome only because our parking shops, supermarkets, have all but disappeared. Now, I go to one or two that I frequent very often and just to know the ladies at the checkout. And, you know, when I buy some chicken or whatever, um, they automatically, you know, never mind if you buy wet food, they just automatically pull out a big white plastic bag when they see you have vegetables.
on by so fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to go, oh, no, 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 no. I pull out an old bag from the back of my shopping trolley. I think I use this. And they go, thank you for being environmentally friendly. So I said, I'm not. You know, it's okay to reuse. And finally, a couple of days ago, one of these ladies said to me quietly, she says, the old people or some of the people that come here, they demand and get three or four of these large white bags. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we tell them, no, 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 one for unpacked vegetables and you put your trays of chicken or mince pork or whatever at the bottom. And they create a ruckus at the checkout. The manager invariably comes out. And just says, just give it to them because he wants the line clear. Uh, and w- why do they demand it? Do, do you know? Did, was that oh, explained? They just, no, they, they, they don't demand. They, they sort of go, in and say, what's one or two more bags? It means nothing. The ladies aren't charging them for them. Mm. They're getting free bags. Mm. And at these self-service uh, aisles that they've set up at Welcome, mm. if you go in, at the bottom of these terminals, there's this whole stack of these freezer bag type things. And I've seen people come in, just grab a stack of these freezer bags and walk out. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, yeah. we're not doing what we're supposed to do. And I honestly, uh, $2 is too cheap. Two, okay, you think Jack it should, it should, bit, should be more? Know? Right, right, okay. Yes, it should be much more to stop them. All right. Okay. All right. Well. Well. Thanks very much for your call there, uh, um, Isabel. Thank you, um, Ivy Chan. Uh, did you also ask people whether they thought a, a higher uh, fee than two dollars, um, you know, would be workable? Um, according to our online survey, um, just only twenty-five percent, twenty-four and twenty-five percent people think that only one dollar will be effective, but more yeah. than. 75 percent uh, of the respondents they think that um, two dollars or more than two dollars should should be imposed for the new plastic bag levies. So uh, we we surprised that um, um, among those respondents, forty percent of people they think that maybe five dollars of more than five dollars is an effective way to stop people. Um, to use the plastic shopping bags. Mm. So this is what um, we found. I think um, synchronized as the um, Council for Sustainable Development, they also propose um, one or two dollars uh, mm. will be the much more effective to encourage people to use their own shopping bag mm. instead of plastic bags. Okay, um, I- Ivy, what, what about um, older people and grassroots people? They need to go shopping too. Perhaps they don't really have that many um, other plastic bags at home which could be reused or they use those plastic bags as uh, rubbish um, bags. And, and and anyway, you know, there is a tendency uh, for, uh, like uh, the caller said, uh, you know, a tendency for, for, for some people to, to need, actually to need more plastic bags. What what, what would you say to that? Um, I think that plastic bag leave is, is not um, mandatory leave People can have a choice to use um, the alternative, not just only use plastic bag. They may use the cotton bag or other reusable bag for shopping. 
um, for, even though for the glass people, they can choose to use another way to, um, to pack up their um, shopping items. Um, we think um, environmental pollution, uh, waste problem, is just not only uh, affect uh, middle class people, but also affect um, those grassroots people. We all Hong Kong people affected from the plastic pollution. So we all people should have think about the usage of the plastic bag. Maybe we we should stop to use plastic bag right now. But I think um, for those grassroots people, they can choose to use um, um, reusable uh, shopping bags instead of just plastic bags. Edwin Lau, you talked about using plastic bags wisely. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about your thinking there? I mean, you're talking about recycling or using them again or using plastic bags repeatedly? Yeah, and using it wisely is uh, uh, meaning a lot uh, in different ways that we use our own reusable uh, shopping uh, utensils. It, it can be a bag, it can be a trolley, it can be your backpack. I mean, there are many things you can carry things away. And also, in the, the plastic bag, I mean, the conventional plastic bag, is an item we, we thought it is very convenient, so we use it without a thought. And there should be other uh, materials that could make, could make the uh, uh, shopping bag that without any plastic now in and obviously, there are study and there are developments on using CBD uh, or LG to make the uh, different kind of uh, uh, bags for uh, I mean the customers use, and it is uh, fully plant-based and biodegradable, yeah. and the kind of after-use uh, impact to the environment is close to zero for the plant-based stuff, just like the leaves that you, you just fall on the okay. ground, on the soil, absorb it. Sorry, 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 did you say seaweed? Seaweed, Using yeah, seaweed, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And these are new developments that uh, in, in Hong Kong, we, we also have the uh, government funding and we have different uh, universities that can also further uh, do this kind of study to R&D for uh, new material that is plastic-free, that is the one uh, option that we wisely use our, I mean, uh, contain, I would say the, the bags are con- containers. And what important thing is the caller remind us that it is, as I said before, the uh, enforcement by the Environmental Protection Department currently is just simply weak and kind of non-exist. And if they are uh, keeping going out regularly to these big shops to uh, check out whether the uh, the the uh, shop staff had uh, charged the uh, levy for the customer when getting a bag. If they uh, spot I mean illegal acts, uh, then they just instantly give them a fine and, and, and announce it prominently in uh, through their media, and people will be foolish to remind them all. Oh, there's a charge that uh, we cannot just ask for the uh, cashier to keep giving us a free uh, mm-hmm. plastic bag, no matter if it's those uh, for cold items or mm. for normal items. This is something the government must do and cannot be just shy away and, and uh, sitting in the uh, air conditioning room. <laughs> um, uh, Edwin, why, why is it so difficult for uh, Hong Kong people to, to change um, their you know, uh, consumer behaviour? 
I, I heard that in Paris or and in other cities, um, they're actually banning the sale of um, you know bottled water, mm. and the uh, the measures are actually. I would say a bit much bigger um, to eliminate the use of plastic. So whether it's plastic cutlery, or you know plastic um, uh, freezer bags and uh, plastic bottles, um, you know those governments um, have the political will to do it. Um, but I guess um, um, here we know we are, you know, discussing whether it should be, um, you know, from fifty cents to more. Um, why? Why is that? No, it is uh, very different uh, governments and different culture, I would say. Now, the, exactly the EU, all the member states that already in the last year, uh, they have uh, enacted their uh, uh, um, ban of 10 uh, plastic single-use items already uh, throughout the uh, member states in the uh, European Union. And because they have quite strong uh, government leadership and they have the wills and the environmental awareness of the general public is much higher than the people here in Hong Kong and the government in Hong Kong relatively in, in, uh, in uh, kind of weaker than uh, the uh, government in the um, Western country, Europe, uh, EU. And then they are quite intimate to uh, roll out stronger, stringent uh, policy legislations to uh, to control things that are impacting the environment. And this is a very different uh, government and different culture. I think the government with the new administration just come in a few days, they should really overhaul (laughs) what the past uh, uh, bad practices. Okay, we've got to take a we've got to take a break for the right. news, but stay with us, uh, Edwin Lau and Ivy Chan. And uh, after nine o'clock, uh, after the news, we'll be joined by C. Lai Shan from the Society for Community Organisation. Uh, quick look at the weather: mainly cloudy with showers and isolated thunderstorms. Uh, the outlook: uh, weather's going to improve later in the week. It's currently twenty nine degrees, humidity humidity eighty one percent. THK. And welcome back to Back Chat with Ada Wong and me, Jim Gould. And uh, this morning, until about quarter past uh, nine, we're talking about uh, plastic pollution and a planned increase in the plastic bag levy. Uh, Just a reminder, the Legislative Council is uh, today, it will be considering a proposal to raise the charge for plastic bags in supermarkets uh, for and some other stores from 50 cents, uh, which has been the rate for a number of years now, up to one dollar. Um, we're, with us is Ivy Chan, Assistant Public Affairs Manager of Greeners Action, which has done a survey suggesting that uh, a lot of people think uh, the fee would have to be $2 to make much difference. And we're also joined by Edwin Lau, who's founder and director of the Green Earth. And now on the line is Si Lai Shan, Deputy Director of the Society for Community Organisation. Uh, si Lai Shan, good morning to you. 
Hey, good morning. So we're talking about the level of the uh, plastic bag uh, charge as a deterrent to people overusing plastic bags. Um, but of course, we also have to think about the impact uh, on the consumers uh, and particularly for uh, less well-off people. I mean, do you think uh, a $2 charger uh, would be sustainable for you know the, the type of uh, underprivileged people that you tend to work with? I think it would be too high for that, mm. yeah. Um, I think uh, because it, once they need to use the bed, uh, they are, unless they have some en environmental bed for them to use uh, uh, for uh, a longer time. But, um, you know, uh, an oracle bed also needs money to buy and it will be, uh, uh, you need to repay so, uh, uh, sometimes. So it's also a, 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 a cost for them. Mm. Uh, so I think, I don't know. Uh, they need to also they need to know, uh, uh, check uh, why people they use the uh, uh, the plastic bags and and other than this and other things to for the community education or anything. Not only to increase the price of plastic bags. So, in, in your experience, uh, do you, do you find that uh, many people are using reusable bags, or do they expect to be given uh, plastic bags by the supermarket? Many of our kind, they try their best to bring their bags to, 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 to buy the, 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 uh, uh, the thing in, in, in the shop. Uh, but sometimes, of course, they will forget or sometimes they also they need to buy the bags, you know. Yeah. So that is a cause for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Silo um, Shan, there are actually other ways, alternatives um, um, to the purchase of a uh, plastic bag every time you go to the market or supermarket. Um, there are reusable bags, and I think. Um, yeah, um, most of the time they use their, their, use the bag. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so if we get into the but habit. They, I, they did, not, did not use so many uh, pay for the uh, plastic bags, they would not have so many used bags. Right, I, I guess this, yeah. They use the, the uh, environmental bags. So I think those, uh, uh, I think the government, if they want to increase, they should provide some bags for the uh, uh, underprivileged so they can use for a longer time. Well, well, I'm quite sure this won't be a big problem, and I think there are lots of uh, other foundations or charities who would like to do that. But I think, you know, as, as a matter of behavior, um, plastics uh, pollution affects everybody. And I, and yeah, yeah. I think if, if um, when the time comes, it affects uh, more grassroots people than others um, because of, uh, you know, polluted oceans and um, polluted food. So, um, but but I guess um, um, it's not easy to change the habits uh, of a lot of people. Do you agree with that, or can we do some public education and you know with um, interesting incentives so that there is real behaviour change? Uh, I think the government they need to do more education in the community. Uh, what's the problem of Pacifica, and then. Uh, how to, uh, because I know some of the shop in, in buying something, the wet food, they still have the environment, the, the best for the people. And so unless you do this kind of thing, also you ban it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, in wet market, I can understand. And I think that the, that kind of usage is exempted. Uh, but I think in supermarkets, 
um, I guess it's uh, okay to um, to actually persuade uh, everybody to um, to bring their own re reusable bags. Ivy Chan, yeah. I, 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 Ivy Chan, what, what do you think? I mean, should we be looking at uh, other means of encouraging people not to use too many plastic bags or not to use plastic bags at all, other than just raising the levy? Um, I, I do understand what Sila uh, um, um described or suggesting that uh, maybe um, it gives us a little bit burden for those people who are underprivileged. But we think that um, the scheme, plastic bag um, leaving scheme, which proposed um, the policy, which proposed um, more than 30 years, um, it seems that it's time for us to to think that whether um, just only um, ch charging more instead of um, overall policy to think ban the shopping bags instead of just only um, raise the charge, because. Um, for those people um, who think that um, just only 50, 50 cents is a much more um, easier for them to, to use the shopping bags. But um, it's it hard to change their behavior. But when those um, supermarkets, they do not uh, provide shopping bags actively, I think it, is a, it helps to, to persuade those customers to use their uh, own shopping bag. I think that is another way um, to try to uh, change people's uh, shopping behavior. I think not only um, the customer, but also the supermarket, the government, the, we all three parties should have to do something more to um, change our shopping culture instead of um, using the, the policy instead. Um, uh, Edwin, uh, in the Waste Blueprint for Hong Kong, um, is there um, any other policy in the pipeline to actually encourage businesses such as supermarkets to use less plastics? For example, as I mentioned earlier, you know, even if you buy two apples, it comes uh, in a styrofoam um, dish, you know, a container, which is totally uh, unnecessary. But, but everybody's using it now. No, this is, uh, I mean, the government should work on... Uh uh, several um, aspects, not just the uh, raising the levies. This is just one of the uh, measures. Then, if now the, currently the uh, levy collected by the supermarkets and retailers uh, need not uh, hand back to the government, which is a which is a problem, I, I could say now because this become uh, part of the profit of the supermarket, then they are willing to. I mean, uh, 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 send out more bags and then collect the levy, which is for their own uh, profit. But if the government requires them to uh, hand in the uh, collected levy, like the first phase of the plastic bag charging uh, legislation, that at that time the, all the supermarkets need to uh, uh, hand in the levy and give them the uh, total numbers of bag issues, the month, and this will, I think, change the whole situation that the uh, cashiers, the supermarket staff will be uh, more careful in uh, distributing the bags uh, to the customers and collect the uh, levy is a must because they need to give in, 
uh, give the numbers to the government, and it's not just uh, without any kind of uh, uh, investigation by the government. And the uh, step up of enforcement and education by the government is a must do. And in the past, this has been done just uh, very, very lightly. That did not create the higher awareness of both the both the customers and the uh, uh, the retailers that how we can together uh, tackle the plastic pollution problem, which is we're getting very serious right now. Okay, well, we have another caller on the line now. It's uh, Dana from Plastic Free Seas. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thank yeah. you for taking my call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, sorry, I have to apologize as I haven't listened to everybody um, the whole call, so my apologies if I say something that somebody else has already said. Thank you to my co-NGO um, leaders yeah. uh, for all the great things that they've said. Yeah. I just wanted to point out with the plastic bag levy, I personally believe that they need to close all the loopholes and the exceptions. We need to take away the ambiguity and remove any opportunity for abuse of, of the bags. We're you know, raise that levy, make it higher, make it um, so that people think twice about it. I, I understand that people with lesser means may find this a problem, but it will work, as other people have said, to help create behavior change through this legislation to, to switch to reusables. We need to make that switch really important. Um, I want to comment again on another type of switching that has been mentioned for things like single-use uh, bags and other really things that we have reusable alternatives for, we shouldn't be switching to a different material. It shouldn't be a question of should it be plastic, should it be paper, should it be something made from a biodegradable material. Seaweed. We need it. We need to, those are still using resources. Mm -hmm. It's still wasteful. Mm -hmm. So we need to think about it more along the lines of switching away from disposable not just disposable plastic. That's a, a really important point that I'd like to... Um, I can't make enough, yeah. actually. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, so, so everybody should be using reusable bags all the time? Yeah, exactly. We need to switch to reusable, and we need to use them for a really long time. You know, we've all heard the data, you know, a cotton bag, if it's only used a couple of times, is, is more wasteful, and that may, be, that may be true. So when we have a reusable item, whether it's a cup, or a bag, we need to keep using it over and over again. That's how we get the best um, use out of it, and that's how we, we make it the least harmfully impactful. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's good to have you uh, on the line. Uh, for, uh, Pl Plastic Free Seas is obviously um, it's an NGO that uh, many people have heard of, and, uh, and we've we followed your work as well on Radio 3, and, and you've, you've spoken to us a, a number of times. Um, um, just uh, looking at shorelines in the last few days, uh, after all this heavy rain, it seems the, the amount of plastic pollution is, uh, it always uh, increases when there's a typhoon and, and when there's weather like this. And it, I think for a lot of people, the, just the sight of it is quite dispiriting. And do you, do you find that among some individuals there's a feeling that, oh, well, this is such a big problem, there's not much I can do about it, and therefore they uh, sort of t turn away and become discouraged? Well, that's where we need the education to come in, that people are aware that actually their daily actions are going to make a difference, mm. that we can make an impact. Yes, it's very disheartening to go down to the beach every day. I was just back there this morning after we did, we cleaned the shoreline on Sunday, 
Um, it was back again Monday. Some other people. Um, oh, sorry, today is Monday. Is today Monday? I've lost so, track uh, Tuesday, of days. We're, we're, Tuesday we're up to. Tuesday, yeah. okay. So we cleaned it on Tuesday. Wednesday it's back on the shoreline. Mm. But uh, the amount of food and beverage takeaway packaging that is on the shoreline is incredible. And that's what people need to realize. Changes that we make, changes that the restaurants that we frequent make by switching to reusable options, it is going to make a difference on what's washing in because that's a huge proportion of the waste that's out there. You know, um, Eat Without Waste, um, another organization under ADM Capital Foundation, did, a, did um, some research back in uh, about a year ago, and they estimate that 3.94 billion pieces of food and beverage containers are used every year. 3.94 billion. Mm. We need to cut that, <laughs> even mm. if that was making it to our landfills or getting recycled. And, and during COVID, I think this number must have increased quite a lot, right? Because Absolutely. this is that the collateral damage. Yeah. yeah, that was 2019. It is definitely increased. So whether whatever's happening end of life to our waste, if it's, luckily it might get recycled, but if it doesn't get recycled, it gets into our landfills, which are already getting quite full. If it doesn't make it to our landfills and it ends up in the environment, we have this natural disaster. So the best thing we can do is reduce that source. Okay, well, thanks very much uh, for your call and uh, adding to our, our conversation, Dana, there from Plastic Free Seas. Um, um, Ivy Chan, are you still with us? Ivy Chan? Uh, no, okay. Um, I'm here. Edwin, Ed, Edwin, you're still there. Sure. Um, um, is there any room for optimism that we're going to make uh, uh, progress with this uh, issue of plastic pollution? Uh, yes, we should be uh, positive to look at it. If we all, I mean all the citizens, all the businesses, uh, businesses from the um, <clears throat> different industry have a commitment to use the, uh, <clears throat> the use of single-use plastic, at least this single-use disposable plastic, get rid of our disposable culture, and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we should commit it. The new government should be committed and lead society to work towards this plastic zero uh, uh, goal. Disposable culture. Si uh, 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 Shan, hi. hi. Uh, are you still there? Si Shan. Okay, okay, so, all right then. Um, right, oh, okay, so let's say, uh, let's, let, well, let's bring this part of the programme to a close. But thanks very much to everybody who took part. Um, thank you very much, uh, Edwin Lau, founder and executive director of the Green Earth. Uh, thank you to Silai Shan, Deputy Director of the Society for Community Organisation, and Ivy Chan, Assistant Public Affairs Manager at Greeners Action. And so for the last uh, 10 minutes or so of this morning's programme, we're going to turn our attention to a different topic, and that is the opening of the Palace Museum. And, and uh, we have with us now um, on the line uh, Raymond Fung, who's a, an artist and architect, a member of the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority Development Committee and a board member of the Hong Kong Palace Museum. Uh, Raymond Fung, good morning to you. Good morning, Jim. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so the museum uh, opened uh, on Sunday um, 
one day delayed because of the yeah. uh, typhoon over the weekend. Uh, um, a great deal of interest from the public. Uh, uh, years in the planning and the building mm -hmm. and organising all the exhibits and everything. I mean, I mean, how are you feeling now that uh, it's finally open? Well, I think it's a relax for me because uh, I was uh, with them for many years and I remember um, five years ago there were there were you know quite a lot of. Uh, comments about, you know, this project being taken by a Hong Kong architect, you know, who is Rocco himself, mm. and why not being a, a competition, and therefore, after that five years, uh, now I've seen um, really a beautiful architectures, you know, yeah. coming on stage. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it, it is a very uh, distinctive uh, uh, construction, isn't it? Um, well, I guess um, comparing um, the architectures of Rocco with a Western architect, um, there is a big distinction between because, um, and first of all, uh, I guess many of us have been to the Empress, okay? Mm. And I think we see the Empress is like a big piece of a LED screen. And that is done by a Swedish um, uh, um, Swiss architect, Herbert de Moron. And I wonder whether people understand that that building, if you look from the cross-section of it, is the symbol of a plus, and therefore it comes from the word M plus. Mm -hmm. And this is because we are, you know, normally uh, reading architecture from the outside, and this is very Western. But I think for the uh, for the uh, Palace Museum, uh, Rocco has been very clever, and he tried to avoid having you know anything symbolic from the outside. Though many people in Hong Kong, you know, try to relate it to. Uh, some, something like you know Chinese court thing is which is a, like a eating cattle you know for for cooking but in fact yeah. uh, I understand that he has been trying to express the metaphor of Chineseness from the inside I guess yeah. uh, once you go inside you will start to realize you know how he expressed this kind of a metaphor mm, mm. Um, this, this, this is the renowned Hong Kong architect Rocco Yim we're talking about by the way yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Raymond. Raymond. Yeah. Hello. Oh, um, uh, you Ada? Yes. Ada um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good friends. Ada. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, you know, I have been to the Palace Museum uh, uh, once only, and I. Um, I really like the atmosphere. It's very um, calming and peaceful, in particular on the top floor uh, with the view. You know, exactly. uh, Rocco framed the view very well. Um, but I've also heard remarks uh, from different people from uh, the arts and cultural sector. And I see a little um, notice um, inside the museum saying that, you know, the Hong Kong Palace Museum is not a branch um, museum um, of the Beijing one. Um, it, is, um, it has its own curatorial team and it will um, bring um, interesting contemporary artists uh, into the Palace Museum as well, as we have seen in one of the yeah. galleries, Gallery yeah, 9, yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, where we have, um, you know, four or five yeah. different um, Hong Kong artists uh, yeah. uh, doing uh, artworks to respond to um, different aspects of the old, yeah. old Palace Museum. So some, some people are saying, that oh, it's not Chinese enough. How come it is not Chinese <laughs> architecture? And, well, and it is not... Um, so what, what would you say to that? You know, what is the positioning of the Hong Kong Palace Museum. Well, Ada, I think first of all, there's always a perception of Hong Kong people. Once they're talking about, you know, this palace museum, they directly relate to the one in Beijing. And even most of the Hong Kong people even consider that as, you know, the one in Hong Kong is a sub branch of the one in Beijing. In fact, we're not. 
I think uh, when I'm sitting in the board for so many years, and I understand that we have been trying very hard to really uh, stage Hong Kong as you know the agent or to be really the bridge, the bridge or the place maker between Hong Kong and West. And therefore, our museum is really doing something beyond just you know the items from Beijing or from the Paris Museum from Beijing. So we are doing something you know more in a global sense. And also in a very local sense as well, because we have been, you know, introducing a local artist. And I think in the future, we will introduce uh, uh, items from from Europe as well. So it's not just something direct. From well, Beijing. there's already a work from France uh, that has just oh, yeah, come in. Yeah, but this is just the first thought of it, because there will be even more. It will it will have we will have some really uh, feature pieces in coming, you know, uh, sections. But after this one here, we will have many other items from Europe. Yeah. So you will see that in the future. Yeah, but why is this important? Why why do we have to do this sort of curation uh, to compare, let's say, a very nice carpet from France uh, to um, you know uh, a carpet uh, you know from the Beijing uh, you know uh, treasures, uh, Chinese treasures? Well, first of all, I think we all understand that Hong Kong is an Asia's world city, and I think this is. Where we are now in position, we are really in you know, the place maker between east and west. And I think we have been very clever, you know, to start with trying to be very different from those from either from Taipei or from Beijing. We want to be something in between, and therefore we stage as this, you know, being something or museum that brings both west and east into one place. And this is where our test uh, museum are now performing. It, it seems that, I mean, there are uh, around about 900 uh, cultural uh, artefacts, uh, national treasures uh, yeah. um, from mainland China on display at the Palace Museum. And that was obviously uh, one of the main attractions for all those people who've, uh, who turned up uh, on Sunday on the opening day. Um, I mean, do, do you think the museum will uh, perform an important role in sort of um, introducing uh, local people or helping them to learn more about, uh, about the nation's uh, heritage and culture? Well, I think this is the objective of the mm. uh, museum, first of all, uh, most of us, you know, our seven million people, uh, most of, of uh, both of us are educated, you know, based on Western culture, and therefore this is very necessary to have such a good start. And therefore, I think the first, the first uh, show is is from China, but of course it will be carried on to the past the world. So uh, this is a very good start. I think Hong Kong people need to learn from it, you know, day by day, and it will be, it's going to be a very long journey, of course. Uh, I can see, um, you know, uh, uh, a very clear intention to bring um, new technology uh, into the interpretation of uh, Chinese art. For example, in in the gallery with horses, um, there was a war with um, the horses being animated uh, with multimedia, and it's very interactive. As you walk closer, the horse actually walks um, towards you. And, and, you know, what, why is it important to have this sort of technology in a very traditional arts museum? Uh, I think, first of all, most of the museums in the world are now going towards this kind of technology advancement. And I think it's no different from Hong Kong. And as well, because Hong Kong always stage ourselves as, you know, IT city in the coming years. So this is, of course, uh, one of our very important messages as well. 
Mm. Uh, can, can I ask you about the about the pricing? Uh, I think it's one hundred and twenty dollars to see oh, them, in, in all in all, all, all of the nine all of the nine to oh. enter all of the nine halls, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, well. Well, first of all, uh, I think I did uh, explain that in uh, in one of the programs in uh, in your radio, you mm. know, RTK. Um, I did mention that because uh, uh, the general income for Hong Kong people is actually uh, you know twice or even two times as much as those in Taiwan or in Beijing. So um, mm. I think it's worth for us to pay a little bit more. Yeah. And, and also, we do have a day which is for free entry, which is on Wednesday. Wednesday. So I think oh. there is enough options for people to make choice. Mm. 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 Uh, uh, how about seniors? Uh, can seniors uh, enter for free? Uh, I think it's half price. Concession. Let me have to yeah. check that. Yeah, yeah. but I mm. think in Taiwan, they do it for half price. But but when you know in the West Kowloon Cultural District, and when M Plus is still free of charge, am I correct? Uh, not really for for the all the time because I think we start with only the first year is for free of charge because we wanted to uh, invite more people to understand modern art because you know M Plus is modern art and that is very unfamiliar to many Hong Kong people, so we start with a free for one year. But I think it will, you know, we will later on announce, we will charge uh, after some dates. You know? I don't know exactly what date is that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So well, I'm, I'm, I know you've been to visit the Palace Museum, uh, as you said, yes, Ada. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing so uh, uh, myself at sure. the f- first opportunity. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks very much for speaking to us uh, on the programme this morning. Uh, Raymond Fung, who's uh, a member of the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority Development Committee and a board member of the Hong Kong Palace Museum. Um, and thanks to our listeners and thanks very much to you, Ada. Thank you, Jim. And uh, just before we go to the news summary and morning brew, let's check the weather. It's going to be mainly cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms. Uh, Top temperature around 31 degrees. Uh, Moderate to fresh southwesterly winds. The outlook, occasional showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days. The weather will improve gradually. It will be hot in the latter part of this week. Currently, it's 29 degrees. The humidity is 81%. For a safe and healthy living environment, owners should not alter the drainage systems of buildings on their own. They must ensure proper maintenance of drainage pipes and should appoint qualified professionals or contractors for regular inspection and arrange early repair if seepage or defects are found. They may apply for loans or subsidies from the Buildings Department and the Urban Renewal Authority. Visit bd.gov.hk for details. The new summary with Andrew Shirovsky. Thank you, Jim. Police in the United States say they have taken into, uh, into custody a suspect, Robert Kimmel III, following a shooting at an Independence Day parade in the Chicago suburb. They said he was being held after a brief chase. Officers had early identified the 22-year-old male as a person of interest. At least six people were killed and more than 20 injured when a gunman opened fire from a rooftop in Highland Park.